0: Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We are grateful to have you join us. On today's episode, you will hear April and our counselor, Ethan Donovan, continue our series on boundaries with a discussion on boundaries and marriage. Thank you for being a part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change.
1: Hello, everyone. This is April Bordeaux. Thank you for joining us as always. We are in the middle of a new series during this month of January, and the series is on the topic of boundaries. Our first week, January 3rd, the um, release was about what boundaries are, some of the basics about boundaries, and some of the laws related to boundaries. And we had Teresa, one of our therapists, walk us through that process. Last week, uh, we dug a little bit deeper into what boundaries are, and some examples of poor boundaries and healthy boundaries, and um, some practical ways to establish healthy boundaries. And so, uh, and that was with Jesse, another one of our therapists. This is our third week and today, as promised, we are talking about boundaries in marriage. So we're going to use what we've already learned in week one and week two, and we're going to explore it in the context of a marriage relationship. And so I'm super excited about this week, um, partly because I love the topic of marriage and my passion is to help married couples. And um, we have a special guest who I love dearly, who's also on our team, Ethan Donovan. Ethan, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this topic of marriage.
2: Thank you. Thank you Uh, for having me.
1: I love it when uh, Ethan is on our show. And um, so I know that she brings some information to share with you about marriage. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about boundaries and parenting, and then we're going to talk about boundaries and work. So Today is devoted to the topic of marriage, and I'm super excited. We're going to talk about some examples of boundaries in marriage. We're going to talk about the definition of boundaries in marriage. We're going to talk about what I call "foo." I didn't um, coin that term. I heard that um, from one of my colleagues. "Foo," which stands for Family of Origin, and how our foo affects our boundaries in marriage. And then we're going to take the laws uh, that Teresa. Uh, defined two weeks ago. So I want to encourage you to listen to that if you haven't listened to that already. And we're going to use the laws and talk about how they apply in marriage. And so I'm really excited. And then as always, we're going to close out offering you some resources on this topic as well. So let's get started. Ethan, um, I know that you work with marriages, Um, you and I are both married. How long have you been married? 31 years, 31 years. So you've learned a thing or two, just a little bit, right? Um, (laughs) I'm going on 25 years this year of marriage. And so um, we've done some things well, and we've um, bumped up against each other in some not very great ways. And so we've learned, both of us have learned about boundaries in marriage, and we've had side conversations about this uh, in our friendship time. And so I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Why don't you start us off? Give us some examples of some maybe healthy or unhealthy uh, boundaries as it relates to marriage. Yes. Um, uh, many times in the counseling sessions,
2: I will hear couples, especially the spouse, one of the spouse will say things like, well, for the 20, last 20 years of my marriage, I put up with his negativity. I had enough of it. And when I told him I was leaving, he had no clue why uh, I'm leaving. And or things like uh, the husband will say things like, oh, I kept giving and giving and I did everything she wants me to do. And I'm a good provider, but she still would not be intimating uh, with me. She would not go to bed with me. So I have no feeling for her anymore. Um, so I turned to porn so I can feel alive. And when I hear things like that, I feel like there are some boundaries has been broken and so I go into details in helping them how to draw firm boundaries, how to protect yourself, how to stay inside of your boundaries so it will not affect your mental uh, mental health.
1: Um, I want to set the stage for um, a healthy boundaries in marriage as it relates to this topic. Uh, because I think a lot of times what we're told, especially in the Christian world, is that when we get married, you know, we say the famous words from Jerry Maguire, you know, um, you complete me. And that when we're married, now this other person fills in the gaps for who we are. Mm -hmm. Or um, even in old tradition, the taking of the candles and the unity candle in marriage, and you have your candle lit, and they have their candle lit. And what do you do you blow out your candle? uh, After you put your candles together, and you light one, and it's as if you lose who you are to become who together you are and that's such um a representation of unhealthy boundaries that our culture really um it just it's just it's propaganda and so then we get into this marriage and we wonder why what are we what are we wrestling with here Mm -hmm. because god didn't create our marriage to be we're not to be the same right Um, right and so there there's this foundational element in marriage And what culture says marriage is like, and it's kind of like, at the beginning, we're going to get into this little sleeping bag together. And it's so fun and cozy. And we're going to get into this little sleeping bag together. But without boundaries, living in a sleeping bag isn't the same as going into a sleeping bag Mm -hmm. and being cozy for a few minutes. Living in it means like, all of a sudden, like, scoot over, unzip the bag. This is too close, right? Right. And that's an example of um, maybe no boundaries. And you are just in this same space together. And so... Um, really God created a healthy marriage model where it's, you know, the husband and the wife maintain their autonomy. I've said it the last two weeks, we have our own yard, our own space. yeah. And then together in the marriage relationship, there's sort of like this cozy garden, right? As folks from Hope Restored, um, Bob Burby and Bob Paul wrote in one of their, um, in their curriculum for that, those marriage intensives that we come into this cozy garden in the middle But the boundary is, what is my yard, uh, what I'm responsible for. Right, right. Name some of those things that um, you are responsible for, your spouse is not responsible for.
2: So um, before I go to that... Uh, what we're responsible for. I like the word you said, the autonomy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to remind the couples that w- you know God gave us the autonomy to choose. Yes, He gave us the freedom way back then. He offered uh, Adam and Eve the freedom to choose either from the apple or right. something else, and. Eve chose the fruit of treat, a uh, treat of fruit and knowledge. Right? right. And so, uh, but behind that choice is love. Mm. And so we need to give our spouse the autonomy yes. to choose. And we've often forget that. Yes. And out of fear, we try to control everything. Mm-hmm. So within the boundary, right. let's talk about some of the things mm-hmm. that we will cross the boundary if we, uh, these five items that right. I think that we can cross our boundary if we um, within the boundaries. Sure. So let's talk about the five boundaries within the marriage. I think the first thing is feelings,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then um, attitudes. Uh, we're responsible for our. Behaviors, our choices, and our values, right? And so, within these five things, if we try to control other, your spouse, um, feelings, attitudes, uh, behaviors, choices, and values, then we're crossing our boundary. And often the couple will say, Well, that's easy. I'm only controlling my own feelings. But if you think about it, how often we try to control our spouse feelings when they just come home from work and you see that they are projecting their anger from outside world towards you and you walk on eggshells around him you do anything he asks and then how exhausting is that 100 percent yeah
1: and and the flip side is we think we are in charge of their feelings. So mm-hmm. like you said, one way is to walk on eggshells when we see that they're angry because we don't want to be the object of that wrath. Right. That's yeah. one way we we think we have control over their anger in the way that we respond. Right. And mm-hmm. the other is when we say we think they can control. So we, we, we hear couples say, he made me so mad. Right. And it's right. like, oh, wait that behavior has an impact on you on whatever is happening internally. But that's his behavior. yes, right. And so his behavior can uh, influence how we feel, but it's not in charge of it.
2: Right. And so what's so complicated about that is we grew up with the set of background and culture. And to complicate that a little bit further, also, our own trauma and yes. our fear. And so we are actually reacting. Yes. Our fear from our fear. What are we afraid of? Fear of abandonment,
1: mm-hmm.
2: fear of um, not inclusive, mm-hmm. uh, fear of what?
1: Right. Right,
2: And so that we need to take that under consideration of all. And so when we give in, we're acting and reacting out of fear. Mm-hmm. We need to learn to control our own fear. And so, in other words, we're controlling our own behaviors, our choices. So to put it a little bit more accurate, um, I always tell my clients, this is before boundary, a good example of before boundary. Before boundary is you're saying things like, you need to stop yelling at me. Mm. That is not nice. Mm. After boundary, you can say things like, "You learn to say things like this." You can choose to yell at me all you want, but I choose not to be in your presence. I will be right back when you're done yelling. Mm. And so you leave the other person's the space. And now we're going to go into law number one, sowing and reaping. Mm. So you allowed him the space to grow. Mm -hmm. You allowed him to
1: reap what he sowed. Mm. Which means if you are going to speak like that, I'm going to exit the room. So you're going to be here by yourself. That's you sow anger and unkind words. You reap standing here by yourself.
2: Yes, right, and that is so powerful mm-hmm. because if you say the word, you need to stop yelling at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds kind of you're out of control, right? You're you just giving a, you're just giving direction, right. yeah. But when you said, "I am going to be in control," you can yell at me all you want, but I choose not to be in your presence. I choose not to participate in
1: this charade.
2: Mm-hmm. I will be back. Doesn't that feel powerful? Yeah.
1: I will be back when you're done. Yeah. You're essentially saying, and I love what you said, you know, we we are responsible for our own thoughts, feelings, beliefs, behaviors, values, however you want to uh, identify them as. And so you say, in the context of me being in charge of my own response, my mm-hmm. own behavior, okay, so you are yelling that's on you. That's your behavior. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter why you're yelling, you're choosing to yell. But I have a choice here too. Yes, And my choice is I'm not going to stand and listen to the yelling. You are right.
2: And that brings us to the law number two. Okay, it's the law of responsibility, responsibility. You are saying, I am not responsible for your feelings. Mm-hmm. I cannot feel for you. I cannot think for you. I cannot behave for you. Mm-hmm. I cannot work through the disappointment that limits you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I cannot grow for
1: you. Right, right. It's your responsibility. What it, the anger that you feel or the sadness, it doesn't mean I can't care about it. Right, exactly. But it's not my job to do for yes. it. It's, it's, uh, it's. I can care about what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. I can empathize with what it is that you're feeling whether it's sad mad disappointed happy whatever but the the feelings still belong to them to them yes
2: and it's hard for us to let go so i tell my clients like this i give them a visual uh image Mm -hmm. and i think of the 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 game that we play the hula hoop that Mm -hmm. we play and i say imagine your feelings, attitude, behaviors, choices and values stay inside of your hula hoop, you're in control, Mm -hmm. you're in control of moving the hula hoop. Once you stop being in control, what happens to our hula hoop, it drops. Mm -hmm. And then you you will step out of your boundary when Mm -hmm. it drops. Mm. And so when our clients say things like, well, he is so critical. Well, is that inside of your boundary? Is that your value or his value? Mm-hmm. And they often will think about it and say, well, that's his value. I said, then you stay in your hula hoop.
1: Right, right. And
2: and I I always tell them, from now on, your model will be, I am staying in my hula hoop. Right. I am staying in right. my hula hoop.
1: And we say yard, like I use the term yard, same thing. It's yes. like, okay, um, but here here's what couples will say, you know. Um, him being critical is his behavior, his thoughts, his feelings, his words, right? I'm not responsible for that. However, so if I have my yard, and my spouse has his yard, and we have a cozy garden, his yard can influence mine because he. if he has weeds, if I have dandelions in my yard, if I have weeds in my yard, like criticism, for example, we're using this term, Um, It would be like in how dandelions like kind of like spread. Mm -hmm. And so if I have weeds in my yard that I'm not tending to, they can spread. And so the question is, well, when his dandelions come into your yard, right, then what? Well, what am I going to do about it? Um, The criticism that's brought this direction, I, I choose what I do. If I know my value. Yes. If I know my value, then I know "Mm, those dandelions don't belong to me. Those are those originated from that other yard over there. So I'm going to take care of them and they're going to make me feel a certain way. Right. So dandelions coming over, i.e. critiques coming over into our hula hoop or yard, whatever the the metaphor is, I can feel that, but I am still responsible for how I feel about that. Yes. Uh, and what I'm going to do about it. So yes. I'm going to be responsible in that moment to heal from whatever word was spoken. Yes. And then I'm responsible for what I'm going to do about it. Right. Am I going to so, allow that to continue or not?
2: Exactly. So you can choose to be responsible, stop being defensive, mm. and be responsible for the dandelions in your yard. Right. For example, your husband will come home and say, Things like, well, the house is a mess. What Mm -hmm. have you been doing all day? Stop being defensive. You choose Mm -hmm. to be in control of your words of choice Mm -hmm. and your attitudes. And you just owed up to the responsibility. The fact is, the house is a mess. Mm. But you're going to be in control of your attitudes by saying, this is what I will do. Yes, the house is a mess. But I have three hours Saturday from 9 to 10 or 9 to 1, right? Mm-hmm. And you can say, I can clean the house. And if you're available, we can do it together. Right. So now you feel like you have the power to be in control of that attitude and that choice. Mm-hmm. You choose not to argue. You choose to owe up to your responsibility.
1: And Defensive. if it's not your responsibility, yeah, to, like say he, he says that the house is a mess you know who says that you're the one responsible to clean right. it so to even be able to say yes it is and
2: mm-hmm.
1: right yeah. or yes it is yeah um is there a question in that is there an expectation in that right mm-hmm. well I thought you were going to clean the house I wasn't able to Yeah. right like right it's it's yeah. um if someone is expecting something and You're not able to meet the expectation, who is it on? Right. 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 It's like owning our responsibility for what we can and Mm -hmm. cannot do, but not the response that comes from them as a result.
2: Exactly. And that brings us to the law of power, Mm. because you have the power to agree to that responsibility, to submit, to search, to humble, Mm -hmm. or to seek. Mm -hmm. So that's the power of boundary. So I always tell the clients this. Do you remember in AA, they have that serenity prayer? Mm-hmm. All right. So the power, the law of power in, in boundary, the serenity prayer says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, which is outside of the hula hoop.
1: Right, right. The courage to
2: change the things I can, which is inside of your hula hoop. Right. And the wisdom to know the difference.
1: Right. The courage to change what's in my own yard. Yes. Acceptance so that I can't change what's not in my yard. Yes. And then the peace to know or in the wisdom to know what the difference is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that
2: gives you power.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I just have to keep going back to, we have to know our value and not seek it out from our spouse mm-hmm. because that will affect what the boundaries are in marriage. And if I'm looking for completion or my value, um, from my spouse, I'm going to do whatever it takes for, for me to feel it from him. And yes. the problem is he's human. So he's yes. going to have bad days and not show yes. in his behavior, what my value truly is. Yes. So I have to know my, my value is a part of my own yard, my own hula hoop. Yes. Uh, me knowing my value is my responsibility, yes. um, and if I start to look for it elsewhere, whether it's with him or anybody for that matter, then all of a sudden the boundaries start to get blurred. Because I'll yes. do things that are outside of my integrity yeah. to, to to feel my value.
2: Yes, yes. And that brings us to, and I like what you said about uh, respecting him, and he has bad days as well, mm-hmm. or she has bad days as well. That brings us to the law of respect. So... God says in the Bible that if we love and respect others who tells us no, then they will love and respect our no. And so remember the law of respect. He has bad days too, and uh, your spouse has bad days, and we need uh, to respect each other's boundary and focus on. Do not focus on others and lose ourselves, but at the same time, be kind.
1: Right. So behind. essentially what you're saying is we are responsible for what we bring to our cozy garden, what we bring to the middle. And part of that is respecting each other's boundaries. So yes. when our spouse sets a boundary, mm-hmm. um, that's that's his boundary or her boundary, depending on who, who you're talking with. And mm-hmm. and so what is it that we can do to honor mm-hmm. that boundary? Uh, yeah. Because it does go both both ways. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And before we respect a boundary, we need to assess and look at our um, what is our motivation mm-hmm. for this boundary, right. right? And so that brings us to the law of motivation. We have to ask ourselves: Do we act from love mm-hmm. or fear? Yes, right? I mean, how many times we are motivated, we say yes because we fear of abandonment, fear of others' anger. Fear of loneliness or fear of losing the good me. I mean, many times uh, we're thinking, well, you know, I don't want them to hurt like I was hurt. And so I want to say yes, no matter Mm -hmm. what. And how tiring is that? Yeah,
1: exhausting.
2: Exhausting, right? Mm -hmm. Or we feel guilty or we want approval. So we are to exercise our freedom in gratitude, loving hearts and giving. It is truly more blessings to give than to receive. So assess your motivation.
1: Yeah. What is it that's making me set this boundary with my spouse? Yes. Is it um, that I'm expecting him to um, fulfill my needs and set my value, which means the boundary will be blurred? Or is it that I'm trying to control him, uh, manipulate him, and so then the boundary will be too rigid? And so... What's the motivation for the mm-hmm. boundary that's set in the marriage? Is it a healthy boundary that um, promotes intimacy and connection in the marriage? Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So we need also, so what is the boundary for motivation? We need to evaluate, right? So mm-hmm. it comes to the law of evaluation, the next boundary law. And so do you remember Jesus said, refer us to uh, going through the narrow gate is going to hurt him is this going to hurt him or her or is this going to harm him mm. and I think of you know I hate go to the dentist I hate it mm-hmm. and the dentist will drill my teeth but it hurts so mm-hmm. much right but is it going to harm me no It's not. Mm. It hurts at a time, but it's good for me because he's repairing my teeth, right? Right. So we have to think of that. When we do the boundary, we have to say, is this going to hurt him or harm him? So how many times we bottle up our emotion and we don't want to talk about it because Mm. we don't want to have a fight. We don't want to have an argument. Mm -hmm. Well, 20 years of that, you're going to explode. Right, right. And this is going to harm you
1: right and part of the evaluation too of the law of evaluation is knowing that seasons change and so the boundary that we have to set right now might be different than the boundary we set um, and we talked about this in week one of this series how seasons and in, in our marriage even change uh, because children come and children go and children grow and work mm-hmm. comes and work goes and work changes and how we grow and um, develop and heal in whatever it is that we've been wounded in might change, and that will impact our boundaries. And so yeah. that evaluation is, is it going to harm or hurt? But it's also is what I set six months ago, still relevant today. So being mindful of um, mm-hmm. what's relevant and help helpful and healthy today. Yeah, takes exactly. Continual evaluation,
2: right? Right. And we also need to be proactive about that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, this, the next law is the law of productivity. So instead of sitting there thinking we're powerless, we can't do anything about it. We need to be proactive and take the action to love, to confront, to talk in kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, Setting the
1: expectations ahead of time. Yes. Right. Yes.
2: Um, The proactive people do not demand their rights. They live it. They Mm. live them. Right. So power is not an entitlement. It is something you express through relationships.
1: So good. So good. So just in review, the law of boundaries as it relates to marriage, the sowing and reaping, knowing that there will be consequences on both directions um, for our own thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and, and Behaviors that belong to us in our own yard, the law of responsibility that we have a responsibility to stay in our own yards, to stay yeah. in our own hula hoops, yeah. and to allow them to stay in their own. And when they start to enter in to our yard or our hula hoop, to say, "Hey, uh, that's mine. I mm-hmm. have to own this." Uh, the law of power, which is really using our voice to speak our truth mm-hmm. about the boundaries. Um, the law of respect, which is respecting the boundaries that other ha- others have in the marriage as well as our own um, checking our motives to know whether or not they're healthy evaluating whether or not they are helpful and if it's relevant today and then being proactive in setting those boundaries yeah, yeah. i know that we have just sort of scratched the surface of boundaries in marriage um, but it's so important it's such an important topic and i think number one, knowing our value is key in this. And number two, knowing what belongs to us, you started by yes. saying, you know, are those five things, thoughts, feelings, yes. beliefs, values, behaviors, those things, those are ours, we are responsible for those we are not responsible for our spouses. And if we can, if we can focus in on those two things, number one, that our value is our value, not because of how others treat us or don't treat us, we are valuable Because we are humans uh, created in God's image. So we have value, period. Yes. We don't have to go search for it or earn it or seek it from someone else. We have value. That's number one. And then number two, that we are responsible for our own thoughts, feelings, beliefs, values, behaviors, and we are not responsible for theirs. And so if if we can just take those two things in this topic related to boundaries in marriage— that is such a foundational element to the rest of what we've talked about with the laws, right? Yes. It's yes. like, because we can talk about all the laws, but if we don't know our own value, it's going to get it's going to get really muddied, yeah. right? And if we still think we're responsible for their feelings or their beliefs or their behavior or that we can manage them based on our response, then it's going to get blurred again. Uh, so those two two elements in this is so key. It, uh-huh. is. So it is key.
2: so key to, and it's so powerful when you know your value mm-hmm. and you know you have a choice. Yes, that is powerful. Oh, yeah, absolutely that is so powerful. And another thing I want to mention is the law of envy because um, I love Brene Brown. Okay. And she said this the best in the book, her new book, uh, Atlas of the Heart. Her words are so accurate when it comes to describing an emotion. So she said, envy occurs when we want something that another person has. So let me read that again. Envy occurs when we want something that another person has. And the problem with envy is that we're beginning to shift focus on what other people have and not what we have. Mm, mm -hmm. Remember, we have choice. Right. Right. But we often forget mm-hmm. we have the choice. And so when you're focusing on somebody else's good yard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their dental alliance, what is right. in their yard, then you beginning to envy and you feel powerless inside. Mm. And when you, when you feel powerless inside, you step out of your boundary to seek fulfillment from other people. And it comes out as
1: manipulation. Wow. Wow. So good. So um, we want to offer some resources. Obviously, you're mentioning the laws of boundaries. So you're thinking of probably the the Cloud and Townsend book, which we've mentioned the first two weeks, mm-hmm. Boundaries in Marriage. Um, what the, our listeners don't get to see because we're looking at each other as we're recording this is I see a couple of books that you brought with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to tell the listeners what those two books are that we can add in our show notes as resources, too?
2: I have a book on the five languages of love, uh, five love languages by Gary Chapman. That Mm -hmm. is also a great resource. And when we're talking about boundary and try to be vulnerable with our own feelings, I think nobody but Brene Brown describes feelings better than anybody else. I would highly recommend this book, Atlas of the Heart. Um, is mapping meaningful connection and language of human experience. Um, I just love, love, love how she put words um, in feelings and communicate feelings through words. Hope, like one of the things she talked about is she quoted, hope is a function of struggle. We develop hope not during the easy or comfortable times, but through adversity and discomfort and let's talk about choosing a boundary wisely Mm, nice
1: nice yeah well Ethan, thank you so much for uh joining us as always i'm so glad that you're here with us today and sharing this about marriage um so for the listeners i again i know that we're just sort of scratching the surface of um boundaries in marriage we could spend um you know we're diving deeper this month in the topic of boundaries and so each week we're talking about something different. And I do hope you tune in next week as we talk about boundaries with parenting and then the following week of boundaries in in work. But um, this does go a little bit deeper um, as it relates to marriage. We've done a couple of marriage series here on our podcast. So we'll link uh, our, our in our show notes in the resource section some of those as well. So if this topic of marriage is really like, oh, I've, I'm struggling in my marriage. I want to learn as much as I can about my marriage. We'll, we'll connect you with those as well. I do want to encourage you to go to our website. Uh, under the resources tab, we have a marriage topic section that we're constantly updating. So um, you can look at some additional resources there as well. We really want to offer you practical solutions for positive change. And this um, relationship, your marriage relationship, takes up so much of our emotional energy and time and investment and there are very few relationships in life that um, push our buttons the way our spouse does. And so there's lots of opportunities for healing uh, in yes. the context of our marriage, if we allow it, if we look at that, look at it that way. Um, and so again, Ethan, thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll tune in next week as we continue to offer you more practical solutions for positive change, especially as it relates to
0: boundaries next week's Thanks, y'all. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the care to change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in today's episode. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. If you have any questions from this episode or would like to hear more, Please reach out to us on our care line at 317 979 7133 or email us at help at caretochange.org. We hope you found this episode helpful and invite you to join us for more of our podcast conversations.